Today's sponsor is Gamefly, where you can find over 8,000 new releases as well as classic games available to rent for a low monthly fee. Sign up for a free month at GameflyOffer.com slash SBFVGS. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 84. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, the platinum-plated par... <laughs> Wait, hold on. Take another crack at that one, no, if you don't no. mind. We're not cutting any of this, by the way. No, no, no. I, I, don't, like wanna, uh, I don't want to re-edit it. I just want to know what he's <laughs> all, right, all right. Joining me is Mike, the platinum-plated pachinko parlor. Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get it out without laughing. You're right. You're running out of alliterations. Oh, well, man, you're going to use I went for the quadruple there. Yeah, you take did. Take quadruple <laughs> Take off for a couple of weeks and the show falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> and David, the only SBF who still has perfect attendance, Woo-hoo. Tate. I know. Yeah. When I take vacations, I still show up. So It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And uh, thank you for that introduction, Adam Bonkers Redding. And oh. now, I want to say bonkers <laughs> because, now, I like to explain all my jokes, so this is what makes me a good comedian. <laughs> it's what makes jokes so good. It's, it really is yeah. what makes a joke so wonderful. Exactly. So, enjoy once that it's here. explained, why that's funny. and everyone understands it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I've noticed, well, our two episodes back-to-back, we've had game developers on, and both mm-hmm. of them have said bonkers. So it said bonkers quite a bit, yeah, yeah, huh. uh, and that, that's including the one I just know that our our guest is going to say bonkers in the in the future here. Now, in the future, exactly when we did have you this pick interview. up on that? Well, how did I pick up on what? Uh, you, you heard two people say bonkers over the course of a month, and you just remembered I, that. I, <laughs> it's a word that stands out. It's not a word people say a whole lot. Okay, so yeah. and also I caught myself saying it a few times. I'm like, why did I say that? And then I remembered. So it's like, oh yeah, I'm trying to be cool like Josh Share and exactly. uh, Darren Corb. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's exactly what it is. Um, right. So yeah, and so yeah, explained. I guess I should say <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you explain that. This has been David explains his jokes. Ooh, a new right. segment of the show. <laughs> And joining like us it. later on the show is musician, composer, audio director for such games as Bastion, Transistor, and Pyre, Super Giant Games's Darren Corb. Yeah, I can't wait. It, yeah, this is yeah, gonna be amazing. Awesome. Very excited to have him on the show. Spoiler alert: Super We already cool know that it's amazing because it's never mind. It's already happened. But I'm explaining <laughs> jokes again. <laughs> The Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight, with each of us coming to the table to discuss one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, what are you playing at? I think we should let Mike go, because he probably has a lot to talk about. You would He's think been playing that. that quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, would, I would understand why you would think that. <laughs> I was gone for some time. Uh-huh. Took myself so your Vita, yes. you broke out your Vita? Broke out my mm-hmm. Vita, as I always do. No, what I did is uh, I took my daughter to Universal Studios. And you brought um, your Vita? No, I didn't bring my Vita to Universal Studios. Oh. Um, no? No. Hmm. That's hmm. weird. There's not I many, thought you not, loved the Vita. I do. There's not as many places to sit down and play it. What? And there, there's a lot of are you outdoorsy. Kidding me? Are, yeah, it's very outdoorsy. There's a lot of glare. Aren't there it's roller the coasters? Experience. They've got chairs there. Aren't there... Uh, <laughs> 
You know, like <laughs> you're like on the ride. Yeah, but see, roller playing. coaster. There's there's always a risk. I'm gonna I lose my precious precious Vita. Oh, so I can't, yeah, um, you can't risk it. Right, it's your just, precious Vita that you can't even be bothered to bring with you to <laughs> Harry <laughs> Potter <laughs> world. <laughs> so yeah, we went to the. Uh, she she was really excited to go to the Harry Potter experience for her birthday. So oh, yeah, good. Went times. and checked that out, and we played the uh, we played the fun game of going to um, to Ollivanders. And if if you don't know or like Harry Potter, this is all gibberish. Um, so I apologize. We got all. I'm only though. vaguely aware. So yeah, if you guys haven't haven't been or or heard of the Harry Potter experience um, at Universal, essentially you can go to all of Ender's wand shop and they do a, a thing where they bring like 30 people into like the the shop at once and oh. they do a, they do a wand choosing ceremony, kind of mimicking okay. uh, yeah, the I've scene seen from the movie. This. And my daughter and wife both got picked. Um, out of all the people that, that joined, which was really, wow. really cool and really awesome and a great family memory, but also yeah. put a lot of pressure on me to buy two $50 interactive <laughs> oh, two oh, super expensive wands. They look yeah. for the biggest <laughs> sucker <laughs> in the room. As soon that's as I how they in, do it. Like, that guy. <laughs> that's the mark. <laughs> look at his precious so, daughter. You think he can pass up buying her something she really no, wants? I couldn't. So, She's yeah. wearing a Hogwarts robe for crying out loud. Yeah, He's going to buy. Yeah. He's so going to buy. I, I we figured spent, it out. Uh, I spent like $150 of precious, precious game money on some plastic interactive ones. Um, but we had a really good time. Yeah. Good times. Um, besides that, um, I did pick up uh, a new game over the the different PSN sales that were uh, that were going on. There were on. a bajillion there of them. There were so many, and I wanted to spend on money, but I, but I spent that at Universal, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Buying so butterbeer. Um, which, let's also, you know, go back to that butterbeer, is pure sugar. Yeah, Holy does it delicious. taste like butter? I've it been is wondering undrinkable this. I, to me, anyway. <laughs> but wait, it's does so it taste like butter? I found it to be delicious because it basically tastes like uh, cream soda with more butterscotch. Oh, and it also also just like granulated sugar poured right into it. it. Yeah, it's probably mm. it's probably mm. like. Mm. Mm nine cubes of sugar if you you know those pictures where they take the soda and mm-hmm. they show yeah. you how many sugar cubes are in that soda it's probably like nine. it's right? the most we, that you can get it's the least. most that you could have okay <laughs> at <But> least nine <clears throat> back to video games because that's what people care about yeah um, yeah. <laughs> yeah i did pick up injustice 2 um oh, which, is, which okay. has been out for a bit um and i haven't picked up a fighting game in a long time um and yeah yeah so me and my daughter have been playing a lot of that and and it's really fun uh they did a, a great job with with the game it, it, graphically it's beautiful the the fighting system is uh been refined from the first injustice um it's got another great story mode just like the first injustice had so I, i'm really really enjoying it um mm-hmm. the the downside is it it drastically suffers from the games as a service thing where um, oh. there's there's like equipment that you can get um so of course my daughter's very excited because she can custom create costumes for all the superheroes oh boy. Um, but depending on what you're doing, like whether you're changing color palettes, um, you need you need crystals, and if you're trying to unlock gear, you need coins, and and of course you can buy all these things with real money. Oh um, man, <laughs> or grind it out. It's wow. That, that part of the game's kind of awful, and I hate it. But the rest of it's very fun. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. beyond that, yeah, I'm still playing The Witcher and still playing Divinity. Both those games are excellent. Um, so I'll be playing the, both of those for a while, but in just for the rest kind of, my, of new my days, for the rest, rest of, my of the days. time, yeah, two, two very deep RPGs. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What about you, David? Uh, well, I beat a game, guys. I, this is a what? monumental occasion. Doesn't like happen it. very often. <laughs> what, what was that, Mike? I like you. You beat a game. I'm so proud. Yeah, I know. Uh, it was Super Mario Odyssey while okay. I was on vacation in uh, North Carolina. 
Uh, I couldn't put it down, seriously. Like, you know, I, awesome. I usually don't play my Switch in handheld mode when I'm home because I just have a giant TV to play it on. Why play it portably? Uh, yeah. But when I was down in North Carolina, I played it exclusively portably. And it's great. I got to pick up the game where I left it off and I beat it. Uh, I, of course, there are still like probably 600 more moons for me to collect if I <laughs> sure. want to go crazy. Uh, yeah. But I don't want to go crazy. I, I'll probably get a little bit like I uh, I don't want to spoil anything that happens after the game. It's not like a spoiler spoiler, but it's like, oh, I didn't know it did this, you know. Um, so I don't want to do that. But um, there are like Peach Peach turns into a zombie. No, I'm not telling. I'm not going to say. That's a possibility, though. I like it. Yeah. I, I'm going to leave he, it open. You didn't deny it. I didn't deny it. I'm going to leave it open so you can think that if you'd like. But <laughs> uh, there's this, like, gauntlet where you have to, like, do, like, five boss battles without oh. getting any heart refills. And oh, okay. it was very challenging, and I actually really enjoyed it. It was, like, I, it's weird. I don't usually like to be challenged like that, but I, I, I liked this. So that's cool. And, and you unlock yeah. like the craziest costume in the game for it. So it, it was that's pretty awesome. worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Now uh, you've so, eaten it. So do we get a pizza rating? Oh yeah, I guess, I guess I should. It still feels kind of wrong since there's a, so much of the game that I haven't seen. There's a, there's a world I haven't seen yet. Oh, okay. Well, maybe yeah. we'll hold off on that then. Um, but I don't know how long it will be before I get to it. So I think I am going to go ahead and give it a pizza <laughs> yeah, rating. Go for it. Uh, well, it's fresh. <clears throat> I am actually going to give Super Mario Odyssey, a five out of five pizzas. Wow. This, right. this game is perfect. I can't imagine any way they could make it better. Um, best Mario control since uh, probably Super Mario Sunshine, which was the last best controlled game in the series, I would say. Um, the new Cappy mechanics are really good. It's really fun to possess people. It didn't bother me at all that I was a little weird cartoon Mario next to more humanly proportioned characters not like my brain didn't care about any of that once i got into the game um which goes to show nintendo does in fact know how to make a game which yeah might be surprising now my only, thought <clears throat> yeah my only problem with super mario odyssey is i have no idea if i like it more than breath of the wild or not mm. and that oh. that's troubling to me i <laughs> at this moment i feel like i might like it better than breath of the wild wow. you have to go beat breath of the wild so you can make a comparison I know. Yeah, I do have to. I do have to beat Breath of the Wild, but I don't beat games ever, so that might be a problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's a game I've played. Uh, also, I've played a little bitty, tiny bit, little bitty, itty bitty. That's what I was trying to say. Bit yeah, of, uh, of Skyrim <laughs> VR for PSVR, oh, yeah. and like, I am so happy that game is <laughs> is out there and is in the world. Like. P- VR is has is is lacking in gigantic games right now. Like they're all little tech demos. And so it's it's really refreshing to have a gigantic world where there's a million things that I can go do in it uh and not worry about doing the same thing over and over again. And also it's really fun to watch my brother play Skyrim in VR because <laughs> my brother has this like performance mentality where if he knows someone's watching him, he's going to be funny because he wants to make <laughs> you laugh. And so <laughs> Like, I'll be, like, playing Mario or something and look up and, like, see that he's, for, like, the last minute, he's been just, like, 
catching butterflies, you know, without like <laughs> waiting for me to look up at the screen and see what he's been doing. And uh, it, it's it's just very it it was that was a good that was one of my favorite moments. Uh, just just hanging out with my brother, playing Skyrim. Well, watching him play Skyrim VR was uh, was very fun. That's um, awesome. So there's that. Uh, I haven't really played Destiny since the last Fortnite, which is weird. Um, oh my! Mostly scandal. because I've been playing a whole the lot. XP, the XP scandal. He said, yeah, "I'm done." That, no, it I'm has through. nothing. Has nothing to do with any of that. In fact, <laughs> it's because I've been playing that sweet, sweet overtime, uh, oh. and so I've had no free time. Um, and also, what's your alt? Who's your main? Who's my main in overtime? I would say yeah. it's uh, the Foundry's nuke. Um, and my alt is, uh, I would say after effects maybe, or, you know, (laughs) so there there you go. Um, yeah, so that's, that, that's put a damper on a lot of my video game playing time. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think, I think that's everything actually. Cool. All right. Sweet. I, I, in fact, have played quite a, quite a few things. Mm. Uh, number one though. Do tell. I played the waiting in line at GameStop on Black Friday <laughs> game. Oh, yeah. Now, what uh, were you doing that for? So, my son, uh, he had saved up a bunch of my birthday money and decided, and some that he had done chores and all that kind of stuff, he decided he wanted his own PS4 Whoa. for his bedroom. Yeah, he want, he Wow. Oh, Dad's smelly old PS4, not good enough. He needs his <laughs> own PS4, the small one. Uh, oh, wow. and, and on on thanksgiving and black friday they had it for uh well i guess it was for the whole week i think but mm-hmm. or maybe it's maybe it's still going uh 199 <laughs> ps4s wow that's um, real cheap and uh yeah apparently they just sold bajillions of them at that price which mm-hmm. makes sense but uh but yeah so uh my son bought a ps4 and this guy right here picked up a psvr what this is really exciting yeah yes so i the psvr was also 199 oh wow uh, for the for the just the headset you know so you didn't you didn't get the uh i already had the camera i already had the move controllers oh you did okay i was already prepped for those things Yeah. yeah so really i just needed the headset um good to go now so i'm very excited to you know start building up my vr uh, game library. I, I, I was tweeting about it. I got a ton of good suggestions from you guys, the audience, and from uh, a lot of kindly VR enthusiasts. And you flat uh, out rejected my suggestions, so that's fun. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> I suggested Skyrim <laughs> VR. He's like, nah. I was like, but it's really cool. Mm, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know said. what it is. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I don't. I can't go back. I can't play a game that looks like worse than a PS3 game <laughs> but at this point. You weren't in that PS3 game. That's the thing. Now you're in it. <laughs> <laughs> now you're completely immersed in that really yeah, ugly world. I, I don't know. I, I find it to be amazing. Um, but no, I, I'm, if, you have, if you have a lot of attachment to the game, I've heard everyone raving about it, right? So mm-hmm. I maybe I, I got to try it. In all fairness, I'll, I got to try it. But yeah. Uh, but it's yeah, fine. it's uh, on my short list is, you know, it's on Twitter, but I, I got a bunch of games that I really want to uh, get and uh, and experience in yes. the VR. But have you, I, my, have wife, you my wife told me in? I have to wait till oh. uh, Christmas to open it. So oh. it's a Christmas present. Got so. it. Yeah. But you paid for it. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm playing the waiting game. <laughs> so once again. So, um, oh, it's so sad. The, you know, what's the weirdest thing. 
waiting in like an hour and a half line to get the 199 PS4 and with it came the reason you waited was to get the $50 gift card that also came with it so oh, it was, yeah, that's right. it, it was oh, like getting a, a PS4 for 150 um and then I got the PSVR also but the uh I saw people waiting in that huge line and buying Super Mario Odyssey and a Switch Whoa. and I was like that was not discounted at all. Yeah. It was, it was, he didn't even get the bundle. It was just like, why are the, you there for that? Yeah. I was like, why did you do this? Just go on Amazon. Yeah. I don't know if people, people thought they were going to just like sell out like crazy again, but like, maybe, maybe. I, I was out shopping all that weekend from like Thursday to Sunday. Um, yeah. And I, I didn't really do like a lot of Black Friday shopping. So like on Black Friday, I didn't get out into the store until like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. I had yeah. no problems finding a switch. Like there were lots of switches out there. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And apparently they're selling like hotcakes too, because I think yeah. a lot of people were probably waiting to see if there was going to be a sale. Yeah. And then that, they're like, true. ah, there's no oh, sale. Just buy it. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. But so. I, I am actually very impressed that Nintendo has managed to get switches on the shelves by the holiday season. They, well, it was one of yeah. those things that we, we had, we had predicted early in the year that we predicted we were, it. We were wondering but, if, yeah, maybe they were holding stock back a little bit to make sure they would have them for the holiday. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I will say, like, I remember when the Wii came out, it was like two years before it was easy to it get was really them. Tough, so, yeah. yeah. So there you go. They're they're they've delivered a little bit on that promise, I would say. Yeah, they've yeah. they've gotten better. They've gotten better. Yeah. So also playing Monument Valley two on my phone. Yeah. Okay. I need to get Which this. is is glorious and beautiful, and I love it. Mm. So those are good reasons. Highly recommend Monument Valley two, especially if you have played the first one. If you haven't played the first one, go play the first one. It's probably cheaper. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I'm also playing Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Oh. So we we cracked that baby open on Thanksgiving with the kids, and played uh, for a few hours, and it was glorious. I love it. I yeah. love that game. It's so good. Do, is it like um, bringing back like that Super Mario 64? Like, oh my yeah. gosh, this moon. Oh, I'm going to get that moon. Oh, wow. It's it, Nobody does it like Nintendo. Like, I, I fell way down the rabbit hole with Super Mario Galaxy as oh, well that's on, the Wii, right. on the Wii. Yeah. I loved that game to death. And uh, so, yeah, this, I've just been waiting, you know, for years now <laughs> to get my hands on. <laughs> I mean, it's been like 10 years yeah. since, since Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I mean, there's um, been Galaxy Two, and there's been like Super Mario, like all the new Super Mario Brothers <laughs> games, where every song has to contractually has to have a in it. You know, have you played those new <laughs> Super Mario yeah. Brothers? Yes. Every single song has a in it. <laughs> it's a it's a requirement. It's terrible. So so, so we the, finally have a return to form, as it were. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah so I I did. I did buy Super Mario Galaxy 2 and I, I didn't fall in love with it as much as the first one just because I think I already had a PS3 and I had already been playing like Metal Gear and you know Uncharted and all this stuff and it just it just wasn't happening anymore but then you know with, on the Wii U uh, Super Mario 3D World I really loved that game too uh, but it wasn't as, it wasn't as open as this and yeah, so I'm it, just, it was, I'm just it was a life. good game but it wasn't it just wasn't as good it wasn't yeah. what I wanted I yeah, wanted another exactly. Mario 64, another Mario Sunshine, and yeah. we finally have that now. Yeah, so it's it's glorious. It's it's a wonderful thing. So I've we've really only played. We got a bunch of moons on the very first. Well, you do the intro section, and then the very first world, and then so we're kind of in the sand mm-hmm. area now. Okay, the, the desert desert. Yeah, it's frozen desert kind of thing going on. I will say, so. don't try to collect everything in every world because you don't see everything in every world yet. Yeah, I've I've 
kind of realized like, oh, there's stuff in this very first world even because we were getting like everything we could find. Yeah. And uh, and I, I started to realize, oh, there's stuff that I probably can't get to yet. Like, yeah, you, you, you should know. you should experience everything the game has to offer and then double back. Uh, mm. Being as vague as I can, but okay, <laughs> yeah. Also, <laughs> it's um, more fun making, that way too. Yeah, also making more progress on Cuphead. Oh um, yeah, almost to the casino. Okay, almost there. But All there's right. like a couple of really hard bosses in the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a there's this robot flying. There's a flying level where you have to fight this giant robot, and it might be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> it, I don't know. Maybe I bet all the is. people that have beaten the game would disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, I know uh, our friend of the show, uh, Dustin. Yeah, he, Dustin. he just he just beat it today or yesterday. But, from the um, handsome phantom. Uh, from the handsome phantom. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, you Cuphead. digress. Anything else? I digress. Uh, still playing uh, the Frozen Wilds. I love it. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> the that game is so gorgeous. It, that, and it it actually it's kind of Horizon Zero Dawn's fault that I have a hard time going back to like, you know, ugly versions of Skyrim. Um, <laughs> just because they're similar, like the snowy mountains and these oh, vast like forests. Are we comparing are we comparing something else to Horizon Zero Dawn now? No, I'm I'm just comparing <laughs> the worlds, you know, the settings mm. a little bit. Um, okay. Sure, it would be awesome to fight dragons and stuff, but like, I'll just fight a stormbird and it'll be gorgeous the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but you're not, but you're not looking at it through your own two eyes with and using your own two hands to hit it, though. Yeah, but so anyway, yeah. So that's what I've been playing. I, I look forward to uh, playing some VR very soon, but you know that's Christmas. Mm. And uh, oh, and then of course I will be by the time you hear this episode, I will have been playing just about everything else under the sun that is at PSX. So, oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. so we should we should uh, we should probably nip into the the Super Best Friends video game sleepover fortnightly news. No, 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 no. You know, one thing. First of all, what something that occurs to me is I I don't know if I've ever heard you fully say what you're trying to rename this section to, but also everyone knows that this section. I don't think I've ever heard the whole thing, but actually everyone knows that the name of this section is the news. There we go. I, I <clears throat> kind of failed at the <clears throat> end there. <clears throat> and <a> little, <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> so the news. Um, Very so close. yeah, and remember that you can submit news stories for discussion on the show at our subreddit. Oh yeah. SBFVGS.reddit.com. Yes. And that helps us out helping us know what you would like us to talk about yeah, on the show. What, you, what do you guys want to hear? And about, even you know? if you don't want to submit something, you can still upvote the stories you like the most. So Indeed. that we know for sure, oh, they want us to talk about this one. So Yeah. yeah. So I, we are going to probably keep it a little news light yeah, in this episode. Yeah. We're most the recording that is super early. Every second we keep talking is a second less that we're not in the Darren Corb interview. That's true. That's true. <laughs> right. So, um, and also, you know, we're recording early. And by the time this comes out, you know, the Game Awards will have happened. Mm. Uh, and a bunch of crazy stuff will probably have been shown there, a bunch mm-hmm. of big winners. Um, and also, uh, PSX uh, will have taken place mm-hmm. and probably some announcements, some new stuff there. So, and, you know, on the next episode, we'll have to hit that. Um, but I would like to do some future news, you guys. Ooh, we're going to, we're going to dip into the future right now. I don't know. Can what... you say <laughs> the future? The future news? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, so for future news, um, oh my gosh, this show is so dumb. <laughs> well, okay. So before future news, I did want to oh. get into PSX. Oh, so uh, I did all that for nothing. <laughs> Squandered yeah, future it, really. news. Uh, I want to get into the PSX uh, list of playable games, which is pretty huge. Oh, I'm man. just going to highlight a, a couple of them. Um, and uh, so Far Cry 5 will be there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Guacamelee 2. You have to play. Whoa. I have to. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus remake will be there. Playable. Oh, wow. um, the Forest, which finally that game has been uh teased and shown and yeah. it's been out on pc and it's it's been forever in the making for ps4 that's going to be there um and then on vr there's going to be moss uh which looks oh, super cool yes, that is. the inpatient uh which is the new uh game from super massive uh creators of uh until dawn uh oh, so right. spooky spooky vr spooky uh, vr is where it's at i think yeah and then a game called bravo team which i think might also be from them Oh, they're, huh. they're hitting it up pretty hmm. pretty good on the VR. That looks like a like a team squad based kind of military shooter. Looks good, and then Gollum. So all of those look interesting. I'm gonna try to check all those out. Nice. Um, and that leads me to our very first future news item. Yes, and I've already done the preamble, so we're not doing that again. Can you do it again though? <laughs> no. <laughs> so future news adam decides not to wait in the massive four-hour line to play days gone at psx yeah uh, that's probably a good better use a good time call. and they they i don't even think they've announced that as playable but i have a feeling that they will announce it and it'll be like Ooh. yeah and uh and then there'll be a massive line for it and then i'll look at the line and i'll say i'm not waiting in that thing <laughs> right. i'm gonna go play a bunch of nope. indie games <laughs> yep yeah so it's good call. um yeah, so that's future future news item number one. Uh, future news item number two. Mm-hmm. People are still mad about EA and Star Wars Battlefront 2's loot boxes. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, they are, yeah. <laughs> They're I'm still sure, mad. I'm sure they the haven't future. fixed anything yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, the progression um, is still tedious and tied to random drops. And you uh, know, the crazy thing is, I I did read, and this is this is a uh, probably a week or two ago by the time you're hearing this, but the, uh, that EA stock actually plummeted. Oh man. By like, n- by like 9% after this whole star Wars <laughs> battlefront, uh, debacle, which is equivalent to about $3.1 billion worth oh, of stock. My goodness. So well, game publishers, I just want you guys to take a look at what's happening right now and maybe understand that it's not, Anything else other than the loot box situation that you guys are so fond of right now, we we don't like them, guys. Stop it. And this is us yeah. showing you as best we can that we don't like it. Um, if you need to raise yeah. the price of games, I think they if they need to do that, they should just do it. They shouldn't try to hide it. Well, yeah, like I, I think it was Colin Moriarty who said something along the lines of like, you know, The Witcher 3 is a game that could have justified like an 80 or 90 or a hundred dollar price tag yeah. with the amount of content that's there. Like that is, you know, easily twice as long as like, you know, a, a comparable, like some, some other game that you're paying $60 mm-hmm. for. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There's, there is something to be said for the economics of the games industry that it does not like the price of games does not match at all what the cost of making the games is uh, right. compared to like back in the day when we were paying a ton of money and that game would be made by like 10 people and right you know, exactly. in a year. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so I, 
personally, I would rather you raise prices of games and stop doing the dumb loop. Stop nickel and diming. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know if everyone agrees with that. So 60, 65 bucks. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. Well, that, like if you adjust so for inflation, for like ten years ago, when it when games first switched over to basically back when video games first became sixty dollars versus now. Mm-hmm. We're like giving them like twenty percent less. Per, like if you look at the value of the U.S. dollar, we're we're paying twenty percent less for games now than we were, you know, ten fifteen years ago. So there's no reason that's, for that. We just, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So and there's a uh, what is it called? Collins Last Stand uh, games topic on this. If you want to delve into that more, it's really good um, on the YouTube. So yes, there you go. Um, our future news. Item number three. Okay. And this is really the, the, the final future news. This well, is the I, end I have of... one, actually. Oh, so, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, future news. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild wins Game of the Year at the Game Awards! Woo-hoo! Yay! <laughs> Yay! Even, even though I voted for Horizon Zero Dawn a few yeah, times on, sure. their, on their website, um, I, it, it won't be enough to conquer Breath of the Wild, I that's think. A, that's just because you know Breath of the Wild is much better, and you just want the underdog to win. So No, no. I, <laughs> my personal game of the year mm. is... is that, hey, don't say anything you can't take back, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> my personal game of the year at this point, oh, I'll man. say... Is probably Horizon, but I'll have to save that for next episode. Official, official picks (laughs) and all. The the Christmas. I'm I'm hoping I get a chance to uh, to squeeze in some time to play uh, the new Wolfenstein game before I have to choose. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh well. Hmm? Yeah, I I I certainly won't because I believe that is in my Christmas stocking. I think. I think think me too. (laughs) No. Uh. So I do have one more future news. Some future news. Yeah. Uh. The next, this is a really dumb one. The next episode <laughs> of SBF EGS episode, what is it? Or actually, it won't be numbered, will it? Because it will be our special Christmas episode. SBF EGS Christmas, a very SBF EGS Christmas. Number three. Yeah. 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 So be be looking for that. We'll probably have some guests. Oh, wait, did we already do three? No, I don't think so. I think this is our third. We did two. Oh. Seems like the kind of thing we it, would know. Yeah, no, I I'm, think that's this I'm might be the fourth sure, one. I'm pretty sure it's the se- the third one. Pretty sure it's the third one. It might be the fifth one. Who knows? Uh, can you remember singing more? <laughs> who's than, to say? Yeah, who's to say? Anyway, <laughs> look, there'll probably be a surprise appearance from a couple celebrity guests, or you know, <laughs> one or two. Yeah, star studded. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit shorter uh, since it's mm-hmm. actually coming out on Christmas Day. Yes. So, uh, but yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see you guys then. There yes. You go. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. So we jump it into the. Uh, are you going to sell some stuff? Moving right along. Yes, because we we are again going to integrate the tweets pr- for the most part into uh, the interview. However, yes. we did have a community question. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, for the tweets. So, Michael, take it away. So, I forgot we did that, and I don't have Twitter open. <laughs> oh, man. But, wait, wait, what's the name but, of this section? Isn't it? 
This, oh yeah, the, we welcome to Mike struggles to read Mike the truth for all kinds of reasons. Right, one, he just don't read good, uh, <laughs> and two, he, he took an episode off and forgot how the show works. Yeah, um, that is a big problem. I could probably do this from memory though. So, a community question for uh, for this episode, I believe, was that uh, Adam, you're heading off to PSX. Um, yes, clearly we just finished talking about that a bunch. Um, mm-hmm. What are some of the games? that uh that you want adam to check out while he's at psx mm. he can report back yes. uh when he gets back um so that said i said that tweet you heard it i said it yeah oh i definitely mm-hmm. heard it yeah i think it was pretty great it was a good tweet i'm definitely <laughs> not stalling for time to pull up twitter and search for the tweet. <laughs> a good tweet it was the a good best tweet. tweet we have the, we have the best tweets. The very we have best the tweets. best tweets you've never heard <laughs> better it's tweets sounding, it's sounding trumpian Oh. oh, I like that adjective, Trumpian. Yeah. <laughs> so Ashley, uh, Ashley, uh, uh, super guest friends, uh, wrote in and said, anything in The Last of Us Part 2, please and thank you. Uh, okay. right. Yeah, I know I know. Naughty Dog is doing a panel. They are doing a panel. Uh, yeah. That'll be cool. As Josh mentioned, and they, they, they'll be talking probably primarily Uncharted, you know, part of the Uncharted tenure celebration but yeah they, it does say on the psx site that they you know there may be some a smidgen of uh last of us going on in there too is so, uh, is greg miller hosting that again <clears throat> yes sweet i believe so the naughty dog good. panel he is i know he is yes yes that's he gonna is. be real good so check that out real uh, real good she also wrote and said or any shiny new jrpgs uh on their way state side Ooh, okay. and Adam, oh, I, oh, I know that's I a personal favorite Nino of Cooney. yours I wonder if, well, only Nino Cooney, really. That's, that's the only one that has a special place in my heart. I wonder if Nino Cooney 2 will be there. Mmm. They haven't a, announced it. That's a good question. But I don't know. It's, it's not on the website, question. but I feel like they're probably holding some stuff back to be a surprise, you know? But anyway. Yeah. Uh, Ruben Ramon wrote in and said um, to do a Ruben's VR corner with a live audience at PSX, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> And and the unfortunate, I hate to disappoint, but as Adam said, he won't be getting his his uh, PlayStation VR until Christmas. So I know. he's talking about That's doing Ruben's VR, VR corner from the show floor. I think. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can maybe you can find one and just kind of like uh, commandeer it for the show. Yeah, I think <laughs> you know because they will have VR units on the show floor. Uh, maybe I'll have my wife shoot a little video of me when I'm in the virtual world, <laughs> and then uh, and I then like I can, I'll put it on our Twitter. And it'll be great. And it'll be Ruben's VR corner. There you go. You should do that. I like this idea. <laughs> Mike, I th- Michael. I think that's all we got. Well, oh. yeah, we'll be right. right through them. The rest of the Twitter is going to be in the interview. There in you go. In the interview. Nice. Now, guys, mm-hmm. I know what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. What's that? The show's been great so far. The show's been going that's so all good. I'm thinking of. You just want to buy something now. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I really want to chip in. That's what, what they're thinking. I want to chip in. I want to chip guys in. out. Paying Help, their bandwidth yeah. bills, paying for whatever gear expenses come up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, You know, and while you're at it, you might as well, uh, this would be a good time to remind you, you go get that three-year anniversary SBF VGS t-shirt there on Amazon.com. Yeah, there you yeah. go. You know? Well, I, I just want to say real quick, uh, my, my buddy Michael Means, who I work with. Oh, not me. Oh, uh, Michael Means. Yeah, good old Michael Means. He bought that shirt the day it came out. And yeah, wore it cool. proudly two days in a row. Not two days in a row. Two week. Two days in one week. I think he watched it in between. But uh, yeah, and and I was like, Michael, you're wearing the shirt again. He's like, Yeah, bro. 
<laughs> so anyway, <laughs> shout out to cool. you, Michael Means. Well, thank you very much. All right, yeah. yeah. So aside from buying a, a glorious T-shirt, which is probably, I'm going to say, probably the quickest way to support the show. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we 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 get that sweet sweet Amazon dough the fastest. <laughs> so yes. thank you for that. Um, but let's say let's talk about gameplay, you guys. Yeah. Let's and how and how this can benefit your life, not just ours. Yeah. So Gamefly, you go there to gameflyoffer.com slash SPFVGS. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically you get to sign up for a free month okay. of uh, you know of trial game rentals. You check out I think it's two games on okay. uh, during uh, at a time during the uh, the trial. Um, but yeah. Try something out. Try get something that you're not quite sure about, you know, and, right. or or a game that you think you can beat real quick. There you <laughs> there go. There you go. <laughs> there, that's how you do it. That's how you but do yeah. it. <laughs> go to gameflyoffer.com/sbfegs. Try this trial month out. See if you like it. Because I can tell you, I used to have a subscription, an active subscription. Nowadays, mm-hmm. I just I yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm rolling in the dough. I just I just buy them. You know, <laughs> yeah. from but, all those t-shirts, right? <laughs> that is not roll, what's rolling happening. around in it no yeah. um but yeah so I, I i can i can definitely recommend uh gamefly it's a good time you just get the game in the mail you pop that baby in you play it for a little <laughs> bit if you like it play it as long as you want it's a shame that you can't see adam's hand motions <laughs> for this section hand talker this is uh, this has been I've been very entertained by your body language tonight, uh, sir. Well, thank you, I thank you. Yeah. So nope. anyway, oh boy, now, now we're getting okay. I'm blushing now, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, GameflyOffer.com/sbfegs. Just go there, try out that sweet sweet trial. We get we get support from that from you just trying it. You don't have to stay subscribed if you don't like it. Yeah, you know, help us out. Help us help you. <laughs> That's right. To help to help us some more. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For the main event on tonight's show, we are joined by audio director and composer at Supergiant Games, Darren Korb. Darren, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming it's, on. It's an honor. It's an honor. Excellent. All right. So, <laughs> to kick to kick things off... Um, can you talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, the origins of Supergiant Games and a bit of how you got into the games industry? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so hmm. a good buddy of mine, Amir Rao, was working at EA LA with uh, a couple other dudes and uh, who were friends of his and he was also roommates with at the time. And uh, Gavin Simon, Greg Kasavin were both working with him at EA LA. Uh, Andrew Wang was his roommate at the time and was working at Infinity Ward. And they had all talked about, you know, let's kind of, they were inspired by games like Braid and Castle Crashers and games on XBLA and and, in that space Mm -hmm. uh, that had that were made by small teams or making a really big impact. And they were, I think, getting a little discouraged by being a sort of drop in the bucket on a giant team, kind of cranking cranking out a, a title a year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and they were, they were getting a little discouraged by that. So Amir and Gavin kind of started <laughs> making Bastion in, in first Amir's mom's living room 
And then later, the company <laughs> officially began in Amir's dad's living room. And then Gavin and, <laughs> Gavin and Amir lived. Amir's dad was very generous and, and was living abroad at the time. And he, he like kind of donated the house to the company wow, to, wow. for the use of the house, uh, I should yeah. say. So, right, um, yeah, yeah. you know, Bastion was made in the living room of a house in San Jose. Um, I, <laughs> I, I worked, uh, Amir, when, when he was starting Supergiant, uh, just basically we've been buddies since we were kids we were eight years old. We played in bands together for years. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd worked together on creative projects, but I'd never done any work on games really before. Mm-hmm. And when he was starting mm-hmm. Supergiant, he just sort of asked me to, to do all the audio for him cause he thought I could do it. Um, so I, I, I said, yeah, of course I'll do that because I, I had never had an ambition to do music for games or sound for games because I didn't mm-hmm. really understand that that was a career path someone could have. Like I had yeah. no idea <laughs> yeah, yeah. that that was a thing. <laughs> I love games. I grew up playing games my whole life. And we, you know, I'm, I sleep over at Amir's house and play Shining Force 2 all night long and whatever, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, Although that's, that's known as the super best friends video game sleepover. I didn't know if that, you knew that. That is the origin yeah. of yeah. the name of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that's incredible. I, yeah, I didn't actually know what it stood for, but that's, yeah, that's wonderful. I go. just saw it in the, yeah, uh, that's great. Well, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got in uh, to the industry, and, and I on Bastion worked from my apartment in New York the entire time. Uh, and I mm-hmm. sort of telecommuted and, and recorded everything basically in my closet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, I've worked on, you know, all sorts of different types of creative projects before I'd done a very small amount of composing for like a couple of little TV spots and this, you know, uh, my brother is an editor and he like tapped me to do a couple, you know, so mm-hmm. I done cool. a, li- yeah. l- a little tiny bit of that before I, I got into this. And I, I, I'd done a lot of production and songwriting and sort of playing with bands and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then, and, and, you know, before all that, back in high school, I was kind of for fun into video production and editing and all this stuff. So, mm-hmm. so I understood the scope of creative projects Mm-hmm. sort of, you know, kind of generally right. understood the scope of like a, that sort of a creative project, but not specifically sure. uh, games. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I did certainly have the stories about how much, you know, how many hours a day and how many days a week Amir was working, you know, when he was, before he had started <laughs> oh, Supergiant, you know, so I was uh, like, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. It's a lot of work. Yeah, you knew yeah. all about crunch and all that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'd heard, I'd, heard, I'd heard stuff about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. So you had you had a little bit of an idea then. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, from what I've heard, you're very involved. You know, start to finish uh, with the audio, composing the score. You know, producing voiceover and sound effects, and then turning around and helping implement it into the game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Do you feel like that? approach and that level of hands-on-ness um, gives you kind of a unique planning advantage over maybe someone who only composes? Not to say yeah. that's only composing, quote-unquote. <laughs> sure. I mean, I, I, I think the, the thing that, that, in my opinion, is really valuable is the ability to have a kind of a holistic approach to the audio mm. for a game and, and treat it you know, as sort of equal to all the other aspects of the game that get that sort of treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and not only that, that it's sort of, they're all sort of interdependent and critical to one another. And the way in which they relate is, you know, is, is super important to the player's experience of the game. So when you come in 
later in the project. I, I, I haven't done that yet. So <laughs> I can only yeah. imagine that it, you would be at, at somewhat of a disadvantage in, in a sense in that. Yeah, you, that makes sense. You don't have the ability to sort of organically develop mm-hmm. the aesthetic alongside the other components of the game. Yeah. Uh, like you, you're jumping into an aesthetic that's already been established and yeah. you have to like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You, you have to match what's already been done. Yeah. yeah. And okay, so, yeah. Yeah. Some, some, something that, that, that I'm really, I feel really fortunate that it allows me to do is to just sort of go nuts, uh, to some, to some degree, uh, <laughs> and, yeah, creatively yeah. and, and just do pursue sort of, whatever feels right to me. And, and I consider myself very lucky to be able to, to do that. Cause I know that's not, not, not often the case that people mm-hmm, get yeah. to sort of whatever, whatever yeah, you can right. think of, you know, <laughs> do that, you know? So, so that's, yeah. a, you know, based on my experience, my limited experience kind of doing a couple of pieces for like TV spots or whatever. I did a couple of, a couple of, I did wrote a song for a movie once and, uh, it, usually what happens is they have like some temp music that they like and just want you to rip mm-hmm. off without, yeah. without, without <laughs> having like, to pay you, like legally. Yeah. Can you just right. like, it's like, yeah. Can you make like mission impossible, but like <laughs> one note different? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. It's just like, you know, like a, like a cold play, but like legally not cold play, you know? Right. <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You definitely hear a lot of that on TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so uh, anyway, yeah, so I'm, it's I, interesting, yeah. you know, <laughs> how you're describing that because like we did have a, a few questions about, you know, what do you typically start writing music to? Um, you know, do you, do you kind of, uh, do you get some lore or some concept art or some early kind of conceptual discussions, uh, with the team or, or do you get to basically invent that, uh, as, as they're talking about what they want to do, you're talking about, Oh, I think this would go well with that. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's a, a mix of both of those things. It's, it's sort of, we talk at the beginning about sort of the high level goals mm-hmm. of the project and some things that we want to set out to achieve tonally and what is the setting going to feel like? What is the, you know, what, what what's everything going to feel like? Mm-hmm. And I just sort of based on that, just try to start going and, and, and making something and kind of point in a direction <laughs> and see, mm-hmm. see kind of where I land. Wow. Um, that's cool. Yeah, and so so for me, you know, one of the most critical, uh, a couple of the, the most critical aspects uh, of things that guide me in my writing are feel and tone. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess that's one thing, and then <laughs> yeah. um, the, the other thing, which is sort of a subset of that for me, uh, from from my perspective, is is the sonic palette, and okay. and, and all okay. of that will serve you know, ideally serve the feel and serve the tone and, and help reinforce the setting and, and help immerse the player in w- whatever the setting of the game uh, may be. So okay. sort of the, the choices of the instruments, the style of music, all that stuff is, is contributing to that ideally. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. And in your Stanford talk, you mentioned uh, inventing the genre for Bastion. What was it called again? Acoustic Frontier Trip Hop is what I, what I called it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's yeah. perfect, actually. Yeah. And now, after hearing that, when I, if I listen to the soundtrack, I'll, I'll be able to hear it uh, yeah. and be like, yes, that's the genre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that is fantastic. amazing. Yeah. yeah I, and, and it, you know, it sounds a little strange to say, but... 
but for me, it was really helpful as a guide um, mm-hmm. for working on that game because I didn't ha- feel that I had the the tools uh, a traditional composer would have because my background I'm I'm a songwriter I'm that's sort of what I understand, and mm-hmm. so I approached it. the The point of making that genre was so I could just try to tie all the music together without it being repetitive and and doing doing some things another composer might be able to do. Uh, I, I didn't have to, to try and do those things <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. light motifs and all this stuff that, you know, sort of, I just didn't really have a command of. And, uh, and so, yeah, that was, that was the point. And, and it, it helped me sort of rein in, uh, you know, find put a pin in the map and then kind of circle all the stuff around that. And, and if I made it like, I've tried to try to make sort of like an album in a style of music, mm-hmm. then th- that was sort of my, my approach. Yeah. Wow, Would, cool. Now, do you typically uh, establish a, a quote unquote genre for each game? I've, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I've gotten sort mm-hmm. of less hardcore about that with each project okay. because, because I, I go a little bit more by feel each time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so on Transistor, I think I called it um, old world electronic post rock. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Just browse to the old world electronic post rock yeah. section in the moment, <laughs> record store, and you'll find it. One of my you favorite know, genres. Yeah, and, and I, part of it is is me inventing it, but part of it is me experimenting and then trying to call the experiment something, and then sure. have that guide the rest yeah. of the stuff. You know, and, yeah. and so yeah. it's like, well, I use accordions and harps, so it's like kind of old world European instruments, and there's electronic components because that's an important element of the stuff I'm making, and then post rock because I want to have like droney spooky reverb guitars and all this stuff so yeah, yeah. and then then it, that's what it is so um yeah uh that's sort of how that one came about and then for pyre it's like acoustic 70s fantasy rock is sort of the best i <laughs> that's awesome the best i have I, for I, this. I like this trend of like redefining genres even as they're invented yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah that's sort of uh, the that's anyway yeah it was, it, it, it's it's been a helpful um you know, helpful for me to, to sort of focus my efforts, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, um, just personally, I find one of the striking things about the music and audio of your games is, um, just, I guess the level of thoughtfulness that goes into every layer. Um, you know, again, I'll, I'll reference the Stanford talk in that mm-hmm. you get way more in depth. Uh, if you watch that, um, and we can plug the the link to that a bit later, but sure. the um, but yeah, could you talk a little bit about how little touches like red humming along in transistor <laughs> came about and things like that? Yeah, uh, so the red humming in transistor we had so in transistor, if you haven't played it, we have this thing called turn mode where you sort of pause the world around you and are able to plan out your actions and and it goes into this sort of crazy, uh, everything is sort of, uh, I, I guess you could say digital or something. There's a you know, sort of mm-hmm. a matrix spreads out along the floor and, and you have this sort of, um, and you're able to input all your commands and then unpause it and then execute them really fast. And part of the idea was, so, so red, the character, uh, has lost her voice in the game and she's a singer. And so part of the idea was, it was an. Op- I felt that that this turn mode was an opportunity to put you inside Red's head, and uh. inside Red's head would be, of course, music um, and her singing and humming. <laughs> so, so uh, it, it 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 helps this state be sort of a meditative uh, state. This you could spend a lot of time in theoretically because you're planning out your move. It's sort of like a 
you know, it, it, you go from a real-time action game to a turn-based game all of a sudden, so, so you can take as long as you want. Um, mm-hmm. So, so we wanted that to be sort of meditative state, uh, something that, that where it wouldn't, um, the, the sort of the rest of the world kind of goes away. We put a, a low pass filter on like all the other sound and music. And mm-hmm. so, so it, it so the rest of the world gets sort of filtered out and all you're hearing is reds, uh, humming with a lot of kind of spooky reverb on it. <laughs> and, uh, I just like totally derailed myself. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the point is uh, that it was an opportunity to put you inside Red's head uh, sort of is is a short answer. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I I think that game's like a a great example. Um, And again, we keep referencing this. The Stanford talk was very recent and it's very, very good. Please go watch it. Um, Yeah. but, But the idea of... Because a lot of games do this, right? There's a, there's a track that's playing while you're exploring the world, and the second combat happens, switch to the combat track. And yeah. the second something else happens, switch to that track. And, and Transistor, and, and by extension, Bastion and Pyre all have mm-hmm. a much more natural progression of like what's happening, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's that kind of that level of thoughtfulness, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I've never seen that in another game. I'll say that. Oh, right. cool. Yeah, thanks. I mean, that, yeah, we, we part, I think part of that probably is just trying to sort of get the most to leverage the pieces of music that we have and get the most mileage out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because for, you know, for example, in, in transistor, something that we started doing was we started toying with multi-channel music pieces. Mm-hmm. And oh. so we were able to have, when you're exploring in, in transistor, generally the music is playing without any percussion. And then as soon as combat mm-hmm. starts, percussion kicks in and then you know, when you enter turn mode, then we have this sort of vocal track that's been playing silently the whole time. Then that turns on and the other ones get filtered. Oh. So, so they're basically it, running the whole times in a sense. And then you just kind of turn them up when yep. you get, that's pretty cool. Actually. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. just, you turn the, turn the volume down, you know, mute mm-hmm. them essentially when they're, when, when you don't want to hear them and then you just turn them up when you want to hear them. Oh, that's sort of pretty the te- cool. The technique we use. Yeah. So somewhere there's a version with all drums, all humming all the time. Yes, yeah, sure. I've released. I released that version. Now we do the extended. All right. So I wanted to ask you because you also do sound effects mm-hmm. uh, for the games. You know, generating all of the menu sounds and game sounds and combat sounds. And I was curious, what is the most ridiculous thing you've found yourself doing to create a sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> this is a good question. Oh man, <laughs> I mean, the mouth noises are pretty absurd. Um, I've, <laughs> I've done some sound effects with, with like silly mouth noises for sure. And then you um, just like tweak them and yeah, adjust, or... I'll blend them with other stuff. It, it, you know, I'll, I'll, I will tweak them and then blend them with other stuff. Yeah. And I, in the, in that Stanford talk, I, I talk about this, but I did a, I did, um, the, when you score a goal, uh, when you, when you, when you, in, in, in pyre, when you plunge into the, the other, the opposing sides pyre, mm-hmm. uh, there's this crazy, you know, animation where your character flies up and then plunges into the pyre and it, you know, it's a big poof of explosion. And, Mm -hmm. and that's, (laughs) that sound is mostly me going like, (laughs) you know, like it's like, (laughs) it's like that combined with a bunch of other stuff. So you basically are like back to childhood when you're like having, you know, (laughs) yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's disguised and blended with other things. Right. Yeah. But, but, but it's definitely a texture. 
uh, should we so announce it? Should we announce it now that you are going to be in the reboot of Police Academy? <laughs> no, nah, man. Just put Michael Winslow back in that, dude. He's, yeah, yeah. Michael Winslow back. He does right. not do anything. Yeah. Winslow, he's not busy. <laughs> I bet he's built up a whole new library of sound effects he can do now that yeah. he should show off. He's know? probably got all sorts of stuff you've never seen before. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so yeah. So speaking of Pyre. Um, you know, it's an incredibly ambitious title for the studio, uh, you know, being roughly four times the length of the first two games you guys released. <laughs> wow. um, so, but it was still made in three years, like Transistor after Bastion. So I, I was curious about like the approach to music and audio. Like, how did that differ knowing that you're creating so much more content in the same amount of time? Yeah. So one of the things we did anticipating that this was going to be a much longer game. So, so there were there ended up being more music than in Transistor, but it was only like you know like thirty percent or forty percent more music than, oh, okay. than Transistor had. It. Okay, so so it wasn't like you know four times as much. You didn't uh, have to write quadruple album. Yeah, but so one <laughs> of the, one one of the things that we tried to do to sort of get the most mileage out of each piece was really really split them into a ton of stems, a mm. bunch of different tracks okay. that could be operated sort of on and off dynamically based on what you're doing. Oh, nice. And okay. so, so we have, I think it was like seven or eight, seven or eight tracks for most of the, the pieces in the game that are playing simultaneously. And you're only hearing a handful of them at a given time, uh, usually three or four. Sometimes they all kind of turn on at once every, uh, for certain states. But mm-hmm. when you're uh, speaking to a character and, and there's dialogue happening, it's just maybe just the guitar stem. And then when there's a narration panel where there's like no quotation marks, but you're reading something, then it's like, maybe it's the flutes and the, the bass mm-hmm. and oh, whatever, cool. you know? So, yeah. so, and, uh, we do that throughout the game as well as we do it, uh, not to the same degree, but in all the rights, uh, there's, I think four or five, I think there's five stems, uh, in the rights. There's like the bass sort of music, Pat, you know, music stem, which is just the sort of main, the main meat of the music for mm-hmm. the, the, um, the, the right itself. And then you have like a, a possess- possession stems. So like when you have the orb, it's one stem. And then when the other, oh, okay. the other triumvirate has the orb, it's another stem. And then yeah. when you get close to the pyre, the opposing team's pyre, then there's like this tension stem that kicks on. Uh, <laughs> and so, cool. yeah. And, and then and then when it's late, when the score is really high, like somebody's close to winning, uh, then there's this other stem that kicks on and ratchets up the intensity. So, so yeah, I mean, we, that was something we tried to account for by just being really, really granular with how mm-hmm. we, how I, you know, how I compose the pieces and how we stem them out. And, and it was huh. certainly a, an interesting uh, composing challenge and implementation challenge. I mean, it was really, it was really tricky. <laughs> and I think... <laughs> I think I, I, I'm happy with how it turned out, but it's, it's one of those things that it's, it's, you know, because it's so granular, it can be like pretty subtle. Um, so I think it does achieve the thing where it makes the pieces less repetitive, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure that it's, it's, uh, I'm not sure that it's a, Ooh, wow. Kind of thing. Uh, as, much, as much as I hoped it might be given, given how much work. Yeah. Yeah. It's more, it's more. Wow. If you notice it, it's one of those things where you kind of hope nobody notices, but if they do, then they're like, oh man, l- l- listen to what it's doing. Oh, that's really cool. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Even, even hearing you explain it, 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 my mind spins, like how do you get so many, 
so many versions of that track that can be, you know, two pieces, three pieces, and to all pieces, like, yeah. they all have to blend and sound good. Yeah. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like quite the challenge. It was hard, yeah. I mean, it it was sort of like composing with kind of one hand tied behind my back in a lot of ways, actually, oh, because, mm. because normally one of the things that's a very simple way to give a piece an arc is to, you know, add stuff and then take stuff away, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't even use that at all. Because yeah, you have yeah. no control over that. The game has the game's doing that, crazy. yeah. Because so yeah. I need something on every track at all times. So oh it's a much goodness. it's a much more challenging way to write for me. Um, yeah. Because I can't lean on. I mean, it was a fun exercise for sure. Because it forced me not to lean on something that I would always definitely use. <laughs> yeah. So so that yeah, was you kind of have to lean on just musicality and, and the differences between yeah. the, the instrumentation. Yeah, and the, wow. you know, really really focus on the changes and make sure that the actual just the chord changes and the you know the different sections are compelling and then the movement from one section to another is compelling and 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 yeah i just you know i didn't have that i didn't have that trick in my bag this time I couldn't, oh, yeah, man. That, so. that's really interesting yeah. that sounds huh. very difficult <laughs> yeah it's definitely a challenge but I, I had a lot of fun with it yeah that's my, all my well, mind is still reeling <laughs> i'm reeling just thinking about all of that like you can't do normal song <laughs> yeah. no yes. no more normal song <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I guess that, that really leads into the next question I had was that, you know, there's a, a huge level of variety on the Pyre soundtrack, um, you know, from that more fantasy vibe all the way to all out rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, could you talk a little bit about how that came about? Yeah. I, you know, I think Pyre has the sort of biggest breadth of tones and experiences and just sort of the most different stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and different characters that you can engage with uh, of all of our games for sure. So it sort of allowed me to have more things seem appropriate, uh, musically. Okay. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I sort of each triumvirate has their own sort of theme music and I tried to be as on the nose as I possibly could with what is, when you see this dude or this set of dudes, what is the music <laughs> that you, that, that you should hear? Definitely. Like, mm-hmm. what is that? And when yeah. you see three like anarchist punk dogs, you know, you're like, oh, well, I, you know, <laughs> I should hear like, you know, hard, you know, heavy punk music, like <laughs> yeah, fast, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, definitely. That's awesome. <laughs> I, it almost reminds me of uh, probably how fun it was to choose all the music and write all the music for like something like Scott Pilgrim, you know, where <laughs> sure. all the different bands. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, that's really awesome, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, it gave me license to sort of do a lot of stuff, uh, which was really fun. I had, I was able to kind of play a a little bit more, uh, be a little bit more playful with some of it than I've been in the past, which was, which was cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, the Pyre soundtrack with, you know, featuring the song in the flame, Mm -hmm. which it it of course spotlights, uh, yours and Ashley Barrett's golden pipes. Um, so, uh, and you don't often get to really hear games composers singing on, yeah. on a game soundtrack. So yeah. I, I was, it, it was really cool. And I, I was curious, uh, you know, how, if you could talk a little bit about like the origin of that song. Yeah. That song was, I wrote it initially for the, the first trailer that we made for Pyre. Yeah. Uh, and it's sort of the approach to all of the vocal pieces for the game was really for me you know, from the point of view of the, the bard characters in the game. 
Mm. And, and so that's, that's who's singing these, these tunes, you know, um, is is the idea. So, uh, the, in the flame is sort of the get pumped sort of for a journey, like adventure kind of, yeah, yeah, that's sort of the vibe that I was going for in it. And, and another thing that was pretty fun, uh, for Pyre was lyrically, I got to be pretty direct, which I'm not used Hmm. to doing. Um, okay. You know, not, 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 not a, a lot of extended metaphors and stuff in, in you know, in, in the lyrics. It's mostly like there are these exiles will do it. You know, I'm using the actual game terms and stuff, you know. So yeah. it's, it's a very different style of songwriting than what I'm used to uh, uh, lyrically. And that was a lot of fun to do. And so, so I get to be sort of a, in the style of like Bravely Brave Sir Robin, kind of just sing about what <laughs> yeah. the deeds of the, you know. <laughs> I get to yeah, sing about good. the deeds of these characters, you know, and, that's and, awesome. and that was like a minstrel, uh, like, yeah, yeah, like a minstrel. Exactly good. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So yeah, I wanted to cut to, uh, we have some tweets, especially for you. Okay. Tweets. Yes. And, and I call this segment tweets for Darren. Um, so <laughs> this one comes yeah. from, <laughs> this one comes from Nick Penner. Um, uh, he's, Curious, and he's interested in your musical influences. So, who who would you consider some different influences for you? Yeah, lots of them. Uh, the Beatles are a big one for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Everything from like Led Zeppelin to They Might Be Giants to like you know Bjork and Radiohead and like the first two Weezer albums and you know. I, like, I like that you qualified the first yes! two. The you can't ones. just say Weezer. Knows what he's talking about. Because you can't just say the, Weezer because it's ones. like two different yeah. Weezers. You know? yeah, it really totally is. different Weezers. <laughs> the same. It's like, Pre- oh, you like, you like yeah. post-sharp Weezer? Yeah, post-sharp mm-hmm. Weezer is a totally different kind of Weezer. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, <they're, laughs> and uh, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff, but those are, those are some of the highlights probably. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Jeremy Fox writes in and says, uh, how do you handle changes in game pacing from scene to scene? Um, and how do those dynamics affect the score? And I, I know you kind of touched on that um, yeah. a bit already, but I, yeah. I like the question about, you know, changing, you know, uh, the game pacing and, and how you match that with your score. Yeah, so that's a tricky, one of the trickiest parts of composing for games in general is the interactivity itself you know that's what Mm -hmm. that's what makes it tricky because you don't know exactly how long it's going to take a player to do something how how much Mm -hmm. time they're going to spend in a particular section in a particular Mm -hmm. area on a particular fight and so you know there's a lot of things you can do to try to account for that in bastion you know it's been different on each game in bastion we were using really primitive audio implementation software and didn't even really have the, I mean, it barely could loop stuff cleanly. Like it, it couldn't, it couldn't even really loop. So, so I'd had, I had to have sort of when things looped, they just kind of stopped and then started again. It wasn't even a clean loop. So there there were certain times when we just let a piece play once certain times, you know, and, and if you stay there, then there's some ambience and, you know, sound uh, to fill out the soundscape, Mm -hmm. but we wouldn't have the piece loop. Uh, there are certain times when we just, you know, have a piece play over and over again until you move on to the next area. And that's, that's a pretty traditional way of doing things. That's like, mm-hmm. you know, Final Fantasy uh, all the way back, you know, does that yeah, for, yeah. you know, every, a, a lot of games do that. Um, 
And so that's sort of mostly what we did. On, on uh, Transistor, we started using a combination of that uh, sort of technique where in this area, uh, this piece of music will play. But we started mm-hmm. doing something a little different where we had, we didn't have like combat themes in Transistor. We had a piece of music that would had had stems and then the drums would kick in when you get into combat and yeah. then when you, you utilize the turn mode red starts humming and the music gets muffled um and so that's that is something uh specifically that, that we did to address the the different sort of phases of gameplay the different states um which is i guess an, a kind of another way of of, of addressing yeah. the, the pacing you know uh yeah of different sure. sections of the game and for pyre we got even more granular um but <laughs> but in but in pyre uh that game had discrete states more than our other games did, hmm. you know, in, in sort of the, the previous sort of action RPG style where you're exploring and then you encounter some dudes and you fight them, you know, Pyre had, there are rights. That's one thing. And there's this mm-hmm. other stuff that's not the rights. So mm-hmm. we were able to, it was, it was pretty easy to know exactly what the pace of the game would be at a given moment. So, you know, we were able to utilize this, this piece goes here, this piece goes here. And then within mm-hmm. that, there's all that STEM stuff that I, I talked about earlier. Sure. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. That's really cool. All right. And this one comes from NTFTT pod. Uh, what inspired the design and amazing soundtracks for super giant, <laughs> super giants games? I know that's a big question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could say, you could say the muse. The muse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, We've had different, I mean, the, the, our design, the designs are generally motivated by, by preoccupations of the team members. We're, we're not, mm-hmm. we're a very small team and it's sort of like, what's everybody really preoccupied with and fascinated by right now? Yeah. Um, you know, when, when we started working on Transistor, a lot of us were really getting into tactical turn-based. I mean, not getting into a lot of us are into that. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, right. I think it was sort of around the time XCOM Enemy Unknown, you know, and and that really kind of reignited my love of that stuff. And, and and a lot of us on team were really excited by that stuff. So we, we tried to do sort of a an action RPG spin on the tactical turn-based thing. And that was sort of one of the one of the imp- inspirations for for the the mechanics of of Transistor, for example. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I know for Pyre, well, uh, people were really excited about the s- something about uh, the structure of like a league sport, mm-hmm. where the consequence for failure is just you keep going, like, <laughs> and you have to deal with <laughs> you have to deal with that and and, mm-hmm. and and deal with that moving forward. And so, what was fascinating to us about the sort of the, so, so a lot of the, you know, several people on the team were really, when we started working on Pyre, really fascinated by the sort of like a sport-like structure. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't set out to make a sports game, but, but we certainly <laughs> set out to make a game where, where when you lose the game, isn't, you don't start over, you don't go back. I mean, you just keep going and, and deal with the yeah. consequences of the loss. And that was something yeah. that was really compelling for us on, on Pyre. Bastion, I know uh, one of the early, there were some, some really high level, uh, things that we were interested in at the beginning. One of them was just very simple, like an action RPG where you can see the sky. Like you can't see the sky in an action RPG because they're all isometric. Yeah. So what yeah. do you, well, you want to show you the sky. So um, <laughs> that was uh, an intro, you know, just a thought uh, that we had. And then 
like, how do you do that? Why, why would you, what excuse do you need to show this guy? And then another thing was, uh, that was inspiring for us on that one was what if Cormac McCarthy made a fantasy video game? And that was, <laughs> that was like a big inspiration for the tone of Bastion, uh, for that's sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I hope that answers the question. It was kind of a big, I, no, big question. No, that's, that's an awesome <laughs> answer. Yeah, yeah, that is that was a big great. question. <laughs> awesome. And uh, you kind of answered another one uh, that came from our buddy Nick, because um, he was curious, like, kind of how, how the quasi or fantasy sport, fi- fantasy basketball uh, almost, uh, you know, came about. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. as it, it, you know, basically what, what I'm hearing is it's the heavy rain of fantasy basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, you know, the, the thing also, well, a lot of us really love like old arcadey sports games, like NBA jam. I was yeah. going to say NBA jam. NBA jam. I mean, yeah. NBA Who jam, doesn't I love NBA jam. I, I love NBA jam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hate sports games, but I hate sports in general, but same. NBA Jam is so good. Same. I have exactly. to play it. Yeah, yeah, it's a spectacular game. Yeah, and I don't yeah, I do not enjoy sports. I don't enjoy yeah. sports games generally, but yeah. man, NBA Jam is something else. So, so that was certainly like a uh for, at least for me an inspiration and I know some of the other guys on the team were 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 interested in in that um as sort of a something to to look at. Pyre was um we certainly wanted to try and do something just like different uh, yeah. <laughs> and really try to totally stretch out unique. as, as yeah. much as we could. And, and so I think that the sort of main inspirations though, I think, I, I think that, that, that idea of alternative consequence for losing was like mm-hmm. really the main kind of crux of what, what we were interested in exploring uh, with Pyre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool. All right. So, and these next set of questions I've filed under, let's try to make Darren blush. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, Tom Titus Hughes says, no question. Just wanted to say thanks for making amazing games. (laughs) That's very nice. (laughs) Our our buddy Joe King from Gearbox Software says, not a question, but the music in Transistor is amazing. It's also my favorite PS4 theme. I can't change it. I love it too much. (laughs) And Nate McKeever says, uh, let him know that the music slash sound in those games is killer. Uh, in so many ways, the soundtracks make those games so much more complete, even though the gameplay is super awesome, too. So, awesome. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. That's very kind. Nate actually sent us a couple of uh, a cool questions that we might have time yes. for. Yeah, so, so I, I did want to touch on those, too. So uh, he says, of the three games, Darren, <laughs> impossible. <laughs> which is your favorite and why? Pick your favorite child, please. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean... I think I, I definitely have things about all three that I like the best. Um, for me, I think the gameplay, the actual sort of rights of Pyre is my favorite gameplay um, that okay. we've made. Awesome. And especially the sort of local versus mode is mm-hmm. so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, I, I, I know a lot of people don't play games locally these days, but, yeah. but man, it's, it's, it's a blast. If you, find somebody else who is at your level of gameplay, like sort of about as good as you are. It's, it's spectacularly fun. And we just had had a blast on team playing that game with each other in it. And that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, it's just, 
yeah, there's just something about, and even against the, the sort of really tough AI, um, when you turn on all the Titans and have this like hard, hardest AI, I mean, it's, it's just mm-hmm. bonkers. And, and in a way that is, um, um, even more exciting after like hundreds of hours of playing it than, than the other games are for me, because there's, uh, it's just a different kind of experience, you know, sort of a pitched match where it's a sort of a head to head type of situation, which we don't have in, in, in the other games. So that, that aspect yeah. of the gameplay is really exciting for me on sort of repeated, uh, <laughs> repeated plays. Yeah. I would say. That's awesome. Now, do you, do you ever walk in and someone's, and you feel a little bit of shame, like you're in here playing your own game. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the, the listen to your own band. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I feel you. You know, it's it, I haven't I haven't played it as much since it came out. That's for sure. Um, okay, so this is secret behind the scenes test. It's all in testing. It's yeah, all, mostly. It's all, I mean, yeah. I've played it. I've played it. I've played it some. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I'll yeah, I've played it some uh, since it came out. I played through it a couple of times, and <laughs> that's actually awesome. no, that's actually, awesome. If you, you got to enjoy what you're making, right? Yeah, so, otherwise we, we you know re- it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> we re- we released a, a little update for Pyre. Um, I don't know, a little. We released an update for Pyre. I think that we called Titan Mode, where uh, you turn on. It's like it requires you to turn on the Titan Stars, and they're available right from the beginning of the game. And like the AI is on the hardest level, so it's like a really, really, it's like a super duper hard mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really fun to test. Actually, it was just crazy. <laughs> um, it, it really like ramps up the challenge, and is was pretty exciting. So yeah, even even just like yeah, yeah, that that game. <laughs> Is a blast, and another thing that 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 really um, wowed me about Transistor, kind of after like for for a long time after we we completed it, was the sort of depth, like the the shocking depth of the combat system in that game. Mm, yeah, like Absolutely. all the crazy combinations of, of powers, and and just sort of mm-hmm. exploring that for for ages after uh, after yeah. <laughs> you know the game ship is just like oh wow I never <laughs> even tried this combination before and it's insane. Yeah, um, yeah. So that, there was some truly amazing loadouts that I saw people messing with on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I had my thing that worked really sure. well and yeah. that I, I stuck with, but then like I saw like, oh my gosh, I never thought to try those two together. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and there's also awesome. it's crazy, and there's all sorts of play styles that you can employ too. I mean, you can do like crazy, like never use turn mode build where like mm. you just like it's all you are just you just play in real time and you have your powers <laughs> set up so that's like and it's crazy people can do it and there's there's insane uh combinations for that and you can do like a crazy like kind of swarm where you convert all the you know you convert all the enemies and you uh <laughs> you spawn a bunch of cells and you have dogs running yeah. around you <laughs> like a necromancer you know kind of yeah, uh, yeah. crazy yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's part of the reason why I gave the game an unprecedented six out of five burritos <laughs> wow. when I reviewed it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of burritos. Yeah. High praise, high yeah. praise. So um, we have one final <laughs> question, also, also from Nate. Um, he wants he wants to know uh, what is your favorite game soundtrack that you did not work on. Oh. Let's see. Um, that's a tough one. I, I'll, I'll say a few, um, unless that's cheating. Uh, no, 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 that's fine. You I, can say them all, and the, but then you have to pick one. Then have to pick one. So, <laughs> Marble, Marble Madness for the NES. Wow. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, was that was the first game soundtrack I ever heard where I was like, "What is this? It's crazy." Um, <laughs> I was a little kid, and I was like, "Whoa, what? This is nuts! It's super trippy." <laughs> and the game, like, it looks crazy, and it, yeah, yeah the sound of it is crazy, and it's. Yeah, so that one's awesome. Uh, Dungeon Keeper, the original, 
has like a oh. awesome like it's kind of like half sound design ambience half industrial like spooky industrial music <laughs> um and that one is awesome uh, oh, I, cool. I actually to, you know on the old cd roms the first track was the game and then like the other tracks were just music and i like i burned <laughs> i burned a cd of just the music tracks oh that's <laughs> and, like, amazing put it in my car you know and i drive around <laughs> listening to like creepy dungeon keeper music i guess that sort of explains a lot about me um yeah but <laughs> you know what, it's funny that just reminded me when i was a kid i used to like back when i got my super nintendo i was blown away by how good the music sounded yeah, on that yeah, system yeah and so like i would like hook up my little tape deck to oh, my awesome. snes i had like the little cable yeah. and i would hook up my <laughs> snes to it and record like endless loops of uh super nintendo <laughs> music and then make my parents listen to it while we were driving around the <laughs> Road oh, trip. Man, yeah. Your yeah. parents your parents are saints. It's just like they are I was also I was That's also incredible. blown away with the Daytona. You remember the arcade game Daytona that had like oh, singing? Yeah. Gosh. And oh, I was like blown best. away. Wow, this arcade game has singing, guys. And so I like recorded it on a tape. <laughs> yeah. And we all listened to it on a it, my parents what's, were so yeah. they were what's, just the best. David David, what's a tape? <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> Is this magnetic strip that somehow records audio? Like like a hard drive? Sort of like that, yeah. Oh, okay. Actually. All right, cool. Yeah. cool. The, the, I remember, this is not one of my favorite soundtracks, but I remember uh, Spider-Man for Sega CD. Do you guys remember this? The Spider-Man for the Kingpin? I had this game, yes, I do. My, <laughs> and, and I think it was some, it was like, like one of the guys from Mr. Big or whatever did the music for it. <laughs> and, and oh the, yeah, of it, course, Mr. Big. You know, I'm the, the one who wants to be with the, you. The menu music yeah. for that game is so absurd. It's like this kind of early '90s, late '80s butt rock, and it's like, <laughs> and the song is called "Swing Time." Swing time, flying for justice. Swing time. Oh, it's, it's really good. Oh, uh, I seem time. to remember. I seem to remember some pretty awesome soundtracks uh, in like Road Rash. I think there was oh, yeah. like Road Rash CD oh, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. So Road Rash. It was. I think it was on. Uh, it was on PlayStation. The first play. Uh, I was on. It was the one that was for PlayStation. Okay. Had like yeah. Soundgarden. Had like Rusty Cage. And yeah, it had, like, yeah. Because oh, yeah. 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 it was on the title screen. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you're so good. Yeah, it's it's, it's super rad. Yeah. Um, let's see. Other favorite. So Fallout Two. Uh, it was another oh, of my favorite soundtracks. That game two. has a spectacular soundtrack, and I've probably played that game. You know, more than all, more times through than like just about any other game. Um, <laughs> than all the other games combined. Yeah, I, I played that game. There was a period. I, I haven't done it in a while, but I used to play that game through, like, after I'd beaten it several times when it came out, um, I just basically would load it up and play through it, like, at least once a year, like, until I was, like, 25 or whatever. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. That's like yeah. Mike with Chrono Trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. No, so that's, yeah, that's great. And then, you know, yeah, I guess, I guess those three are, are some of my favorites of all time. Um, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Oh, man, that's awesome. So, final question, and maybe the most crucial. Mm-hmm. Well, I know what you're going to ask, oh. Adam. I'm going to cut yes. you off before you do that. Okay. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do have one more question I want to ask. Okay. All right. Um, okay. And, and this specifically comes into um, supporting 
supporting you guys as a studio and, and, and individually. Mm-hmm. Of course, obviously, buy the games, right? <laughs> like, everyone buys sure. games. They're all fantastic, and they're all very, very good. Thank um, you. But all three of these games are also immediately, like, as soon as they came out, like, I have to have these soundtracks. Yeah. Like, I have to. Like, yeah. Before <laughs> awesome. I, I owned Pyre, I owned the Pyre soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, where is the best place for people to pick up, like, the soundtrack for these games? Because, again, they are amazing, yeah. and everyone has to own them. So I think, sure. I think probably the best, if you want, if you're interested in like just the cutting out the middleman, our, our web supergiantgames.com store.supergiantgames.com is sort of like, you can get all of our stuff there. Uh, it's sort of, you know, it's a good, good place to pick up uh, just about everything. Nice. Uh, soundtracks and all that stuff. Um, we have, yeah. you know, all sorts of goodies and sh- merch and whatnot. <laughs> nice. Awesome. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So... Hardcore scoop time. What's the new game? When's it coming out? <laughs> sure. What's it all about? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's Terminator 2 Tactics. Yes! Uh, <laughs> Man. Um, it's, it's coming out next week. No, we, we, yeah, no, we're we not. <laughs> Man, what a scoop. What a scoop. What a great we, scoop. Thank you for that. We don't, yeah. No, we don't, uh, you know. We just, yeah, it's still pretty, pretty early to, uh, I, I <laughs> to <imagine. tell. laughs> yeah, you, you don't have to answer, but he always asks those questions and I, I don't think he should personally, but <laughs> just in case, just in case yeah. somebody slips up and you know, you know. Breaks their, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right. So final question. And as I mentioned, the most important, um, oh yes, Darren mm-hmm. is a hot dog, a sandwich. Mm. I don't think so. Oh, because gosh, no. so much. The, the reason I don't think a hot dog is a sandwich is because you have to hold it vertically. If anything, a hot <laughs> okay. dog is more like a taco because oh. you can't turn it. You can't turn it sideways and eat it. You have to turn Mike, your how head. How do you feel about that one, Mike? He's a wise man. A very you know, wise man. Do you is, think a hot dog is true. a taco, Mike? I think I will from now on. I don't know. I that really, it, I'm not saying it is a taco. <laughs> it's a taco. It is, I'm saying it's it just more like. like a taco. <laughs> Maybe it's in the taco family. Yeah, it could be. It's definitely not. I mean, I'm not making the case that it is a taco. Let's not, let's let's, let's <laughs> yeah. be clear. Yeah. Um, so, in our last interview, I I came out with a with a scoop about how a hot oh, dog man. is still a hot dog uh, even if you take the bun away, and it is. so that's why it's not a sandwich. Yeah, that's true. Uh, because that's not the way it works with sandwiches. However. I want to say just today we got a tweet from Fed, who I yeah. like to call Super Best Fed. Yeah, and uh, he said he works in marketing for the food and drink industry, and hot dogs and buns are classified under meals colon sandwiches and wraps. I mean, so I guess in the food just, service industry they call they categorize it as a sandwich. I'm just but, saying, so, oh can, but like a wrap isn't a sandwich. Right, mm. sandwiches and wraps. I feel like you're like, right about. I feel it's, a it wrap like, is more burrito than sandwich. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a burrito oh. with just like not Mexican food in it. Is what a wrap is, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, see, I was in the I was in the the sandwich camp for a while, and then yeah. some, David's friend mentioned yeah. that you remove a hot dog from the bun, and it's still a hot still dog. Still a hot dog. And I was yep. like, yeah, a hamburger. <laughs> that was yeah, it. yeah, what I mean, I mean, you can't like a slice of bologna isn't a bologna sandwich. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Very true. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for lending yeah. your perspective on the hot dog. Uh, yeah, very, very important. A lot of what we talk about are super giant games. Like, 
the the number one thing that we argue about and we'll have like heated arguments <laughs> is like food classifications. It's like <laughs> so you, you were know, very well prepped for this. Oh, dude, question. yeah, I could I could uh, argue, talk about that all this, day. Like this question is sweeping the nation. I, everyone knows this question and yeah. has an opinion, and that's what makes well, it so great. Well, like what's I now I have to know like what's another classification that like stirs up ire in the office? It's just yeah. like you know talking about technically like you know tomato yeah like for, for you know tomatoes are a fruit i mean that one's every people know oh, tomato man. is a fruit because <laughs> sure, sure. it has seeds in this but then well then what's the deal with the strawberry because it has a seeds on the outside yeah. and, and then what's a banana isn't a banana technically a seed because it has a yeah it's it, there's all and it's basically just like <laughs> arguing about like technically like like weird how food is classified weird. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's like we could have shipped Pyre in two years, but you know, with all the food we debates. spent a whole year arguing about berries. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> End of the show plugs for men and women and AI. Darren. Yes. yes. Where can, where can people find you online? Yes. Uh, at Darren Corb on Twitter is All right. a good spot and supergiantgames.com is the the website okay yeah do you have any other uh any other projects to plug anything going on the side anything you want to plug um let's see i'm going to be performing at magfest with a videri oh, string cool. quartet oh nice Ooh, um, wow. with, with like several other composers we're doing it's like a composer bonanza thing um oh that's cool it's <laughs> gonna be fun composer bonanza yeah. are you gonna be playing stuff from one of you, one of the games or yeah yeah oh that's yeah. cool oh my gosh yeah. that's awesome <laughs> so we're doing that uh, that's in in dc in uh january uh that's i cool. just recorded like a little like an ep with my band that's unrelated to game music stuff very mm-hmm. cool uh, we we had the opportunity to go and record with steve albini i don't know if uh, oh yeah, know, that's people. awesome. So Steve Albini is a guy who's like a legendary engineer guy who recorded in utero and Surferosa mm-hmm. oh, right, right, and right. Pod that's why that and like sounds so familiar. Yeah. So uh, so he's this rad. Anyway, I I saw him giving a talk on some YouTube thing, and in it he's just like, yeah, you can just go to my studio's website and book me, and you know I'm not. Wow, I'm not, I'm not proud, you know. I <laughs> take anyone. <laughs> that's really cool. Wow, that's really cool. So I, yeah, I haven't. I moved to the West Coast a few years back and haven't really played with my band since. Who's in Brooklyn still? And and I just I emailed them. I was like, dudes, uh, maybe we should just meet in Chicago and go and <laughs> go and just wow. record. That's, awesome. <laughs> that's cool. So we spent. Yeah, it was it was a blast. It was like a three day. We did spent three days in the studio. We we had. We brought in two songs that we'd written. We wrote three more songs there and recorded those. Uh, so we came out with five tunes. Um, the plan is to... So I got a, I got a mastered. Uh, the, uh, I'm just basically trying to... I, I want to make records and yeah. then sell mm-hmm. them and and, uh, and donate the proceeds to the ACLU is sort of the, the plan. Oh, oh cool. cool. That's, That's awesome. awesome. And so do you know roughly the release window on that? I or? don't. We're, mm-hmm. It's sort of like everybody's side project. So everyone's kind of big, sure. you know... We just got to get the okay. album, album art together, basically, and you know, yeah, that makes sense. Just do yeah. it. All right, yeah. awesome, That's awesome. Man. That yeah. sounds really cool. I'll definitely yeah. be on the lookout for that. Yeah, the so, band's called um, Control Group, by the way. If you're if you're interested, wait, what was it? Control Group, yeah. Control Control Group. Okay. Uh, nice. Control Group. All right. Yeah. 
Cool, so, cool. Uh, All yeah. right. So you, uh, you can also keep up with us at sbfvgs.com. Uh, that's where you can find links to our episodes, social media, YouTube, merchandise, and more. Uh, if you get a chance, leave us an iTunes review, if uh, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, it helps people find the show, and uh, it helps, you know, puff up our egos, make it us warms, feel good. It warms the cockles of my heart. It warms the cockles of David's heart. Uh, you can support the show by signing up for a Gamefly uh, trial at gameflyoffer.com slash sbf. FVGS. Um, a very special thanks to Eric Kruger for our podcast logo and for his handsome, handsome face. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Such a weird show. You can follow us on Twitter at SPFVGS Podcast. I'm Barry White, B U R Y W I T E. Mike is Taco Douglas. David is David J. Tate. Darren is Darren Korb. Um, and yeah. Check out our Twitter profiles for PSN, Xbox Live, Switch info if you want to play games with us and be our friend. And that's all the time we have, you guys, for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, Episode 84. Thank you so much, Darren, for being here. It's my and pleasure. thank you yeah. to the audience for listening. Yes, uh, thank We'll you. be back every two weeks with more of the hard-hitting hot dog news you care about. Hit us up with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Now, I like to explain all my jokes, so this is what makes me a good comedian. (laughs) It's what makes jokes so good. (laughs) It really is what makes a joke so wonderful. Exactly. So So enjoy that here. Explain why that's funny. And everyone understands it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs)